Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices moreover that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local... You can dial 702-650-5588, again, 702-650-5588 to join in on our discussion today. Also, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. It's 800-366-8883. Again, if you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, like to join in on our discussion, give us a call, 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. Hello, and how are you? God bless. Pastor Terry and I just waved to you. We're also being streamed live from our website, which is... uh, www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, just go to our weekly radio archives. You know, click on to that. Select the date that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch, and we encourage you to uh, encourage someone to listen with you. Send them to the websites. A lot of great resources there. Again, our address on our website is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have an Apple device, we are archived on iTunes. So, again, the gospel is free on our watch. Check us out on iTunes. Most of us have a cell phone. You can listen to KKBV, uh, 1060 AM or 100.1 FM. By your cell phone, you can listen right now to Save the Lost at All Costs. So let me give you that cell phone number. Please lock it in. It should be one of your contacts. That number would be 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. And good afternoon, man of God. I see you over here getting your mic ready. Amen. Amen. So how you doing, Pastor Terry? Some say Pastor Joe, some say Pastor T, but you're always Pastor Terry to me. So you all right? Praise the Lord. I'm great. God woke me up this morning. Every day he wakes me up is a great day, and I'll deal with whatever come my way, but he woke me up, and that's where it all begins. He woke you up in your right mind, Pastor Terry. That's right, clothed in my right mind. And you have movement of your limbs. Absolutely. You sound like a a saint at a testimony service. You sound like you're preaching. Amen. 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 Well, we got some wonderful things going over at New Bethel Baptist Church, Pastor. So will you let them know what's coming up? Give you this opportunity. And then we got a hot topic for you today. On the 24th of this month, November 24th, we have the community barbecue that uh, we'll be uh, putting on. And it is open to the community. Anybody who wants to come 
and have something to eat with us, fellowship. They're going to have bounce houses for kids. And I was told this morning they're going to have bounce houses for grown folks. And I said, well, you're on your own because I'm not going to participate in that one. But, of course, we're going to have games, and it's just going to be a lot of sweet fellowship. And then that Sunday, the 25th, we'll be celebrating the 70th anniversary of the church. It's been in existence 70 years. So seven zero. Yes. Praise you know, God. A perfect number. It's wonderful. Number of completion. Uh, also, uh, we have preachers coming in from Philadelphia and Houston who will be preaching uh, the Philadelphia preacher in the morning, and then the preacher out of Houston will be preaching at the 3 o'clock service. So we have a action-packed weekend of praise, worship, and great fellowship. And I just want to extend an invitation to all of the listeners who can make it out. If you are in the city visiting, come by. I mean, we'll treat you like your family. Because you are a family. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you want to give that address, sir? Yes, that's 400 West Adams, but it's actually the east side of the building is on D Street, just north of Washington. So if you come on D Street, you can't miss it because it is actually right there just north of Washington, especially if you're taking the 15 and you're exiting at D Street. You can access it by coming uh, to d street right off of washington and it's new bethel baptist church you'll see us out there and they'll smell the smoke on saturday oh, right absolutely they'll smell they'll sm- they won't be smelling smoke they're gonna be <laughs> smelling meat and <laughs> beans and potato salad and well, that's the on grill, that's and the on grill smoke man oh, God. yes yes you know, yes smell smell the smoke and the, the food in the air the atmosphere Amen. it's gonna all it's all gonna be jumping off there and we expect it to be a grand time in the lord and uh tuesday night where will you be tuesday well tuesday next week we are not having the bible study because of the thanksgiving holiday but the following Tuesday, we will resume Bible study, and Bible studies from 6 to 7, and I am the teacher. And so those of you who listen to this program know if you come, I'm laying it down. You're going to get it theologically correct. I encourage you to come out, bring somebody with you, because we're teaching the stuff over there like nobody really wants to in this city, and I don't understand why not, but I hope that I can encourage my brothers in the ministry to begin teaching some solid theological principles and biblical doctrine. So come on out on Tuesdays, 6 to 7. We don't stay long, but we bite off a lot of heavy meat. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that sounds wonderful. So, Pastor, uh, we have a a Greek word, but uh, you want to tell them what our, our topic is today? Our topic today is just a whisper, because uh, that's all it takes for God, just a whisper. Just a whisper. So we will be coming out of 1 Kings uh, chapter 19, but I have a Greek word for you, so uh, I want to make sure that we give it to you. So um, the Greek word, let me get the address for you. Uh, Looks like, uh, 
Strong's G1377. Strong's G1377. And it looks like Diakonos. 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 Yes. Diakonos. Yeah, Diakonos. D-I-A-K-O-N-O-S. And what it means is to run on errands. So, Pastor, you want to also give uh, a little bit more about well, that? Well, the term, you, you know, you have several derivatives of, of the word. You know, um, one deals with service, then one deals with servants. And that would be G1249, which would deal with minister, servant, or deacon. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so um, those are synonymous uh, positions and a lot of people don't really understand when they're reading you know specific passages in the New mm-hmm. Testament mm-hmm. and it's making a reference to one who serves that it's also a reference to one who could be a deacon or a minister because it's synonymous the meaning um, of those words and the one word diakonos really spells it out all three of those servant deacon and minister right and what you just read to them about the definition is the action of the servant the deacon or the minister okay so there's our greek word you have our topic you know where we're starting so pastor to give a backdrop before we get into 19 we're talking about the prophet elijah Amen. and he has just did a monumentous miracle in reference to taking down the prophets of Baal and those that eat at Queen Jezebel's table. Mm-hmm. So that would be a total of 850 people he has taken down. He has wiped them out. And everyone has seen this because this all takes place on Mount Carmel. So it's 450 prophets and then 400 that eat at the table. And so that's a total of 850. So that has just happened in chapter 18. So I encourage you to uh, go back to chapter 18 because it's uh, it's power-packed. And, Pastor, you even told me that um, the preaching in your worship service came out of chapter 17, First Kings. This morning. So we are right where we need to be. Absolutely. So we have 19 verses, excuse me, 18 verses in uh, chapter 19. So, Pastor, why don't we read all those, and then we will start taking it down line by line. Amen, amen. And fortunately, today, I have brought a giant print edition with me, and I can see. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. And uh, I will be reading from the King James Version. All right, and I have the new King James Version, so we uh, we got you covered today, right, Amen. Pastor? That's right, that's okay, right. Okay, so we are in First Kings chapter 19, and we're going to read all 18 verses. Amen, starting at verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, and withal how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by 
uh, tomorrow about this time. Verse 3, and when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Bathsheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. Verse 4, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Verse so he is praying to have the Lord take him. Yes. He's, he's called me home. Okay, just want to make sure I'm hearing it correctly. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Right. Verse 5. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Verse 6. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink. And laid him down again. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. Verse 8. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meal forty day, of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb. The Mount of God. Verse 9. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What dost thou hear, Elijah? 10. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword, and I even, I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Verse 11, And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break it and break into pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind, and after he, the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse twelve, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. You might want to put a pen in it right there okay. and deal with the small, still voice. Because we say the topic is, it only takes a whisper, mm, right? No, yeah. Just a whisper. Right. Verse 13, and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering end of the cave. And behold... There came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Verse 14. 
And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. Verse 15, And the Lord said unto him, Go, return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when thou comest, anoint Hazel to be king over Syria. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of Abel, oh, Abel Mehola, mm -hmm. shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. Verse 17, And it shall come to pass that him that escaped the sword of Hazel shall Jehu slay, and him that escaped from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Verse 18, Yet I have, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel all the knees which have not bowed under Baal, and every mouth which had not kissed him. Okay, so we're going to read uh, the last uh, couple of verses. Let's go down to 21, man of God. So verse 19. Mm -hmm. So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Verse 20. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? Verse 21. And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen, and slew them, and bore their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose, and went after Elijah, and ministered unto him. So he became his servant. Amen. All right. So, Pastor, uh, the first thing we see, is that Jezebel has gotten a message to Elijah. Right. And basically told him what he had done to her prophets, he would meet the same fate. Right. By she was that same avenge. by that same time tomorrow. Right. She was going to re you know, retaliate. But, you know, it's interesting, Pastor, because she says in verse two. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. That's a small g. Right. And she says gods. Because they uh, had all types of idolatry. Polytheism. Going on. Yeah, they, they worship many gods, but uh, the biggest presence mm -hmm. when it came to uh, deity or divinity with those people was Baal. Right. But they had so many different 
uh, factors. There were so many different factions of Baal. Right. But but uh, Ahab, he was actually the king, right. but Jezebel was running things. Right. Especially when it came to things of God's. So that was her God's challenging the most high God. Right. So he should have known right then and there that uh, what we learned early is that how can you tell about a false prophet? It says what they say won't come to pass and you have nothing to fear. Right. Here, he knows that she's a false prophet. Right. right. He knew that beforehand. He, 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 he wiped them out. Right. But we have to understand uh, he was tired. He was discouraged, and obviously some type of depression has set in because he's taken her word as gospel. And the reason why we know that is that in verse 3 it says, And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life right, right, and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Mm-hmm. Now he was going and hiding. Right, but he leaves the servant there, and then in verse four, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, which you called it a juniper tree. Right. And he prayed that he might die and said, It is enough. Now Lord take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Right. Now it's it's important that we understand That uh, he spent. And a lot of times we that do the work of the Lord have done miraculous things because God has ordained it. He's instructed us. He's assigned us to do it. And after we do it, uh, there may be some opposition from someone we know that's not of God. And uh, we think it's over, Pastor. Amen. You know, it's important that. We know that Jezebel was a defeated foe. And sometimes we listen to situations, places, and people and things, and we know that they're already defeated. It's not of God. It has nothing to do with who he is. But yet we paid more attention. He took his servant, dropped his servant off, and kept going and prayed for God to take him. And uh, we, we can relate to this. The people that do, uh, you know, the work of the Lord and for those of us who have been following the Lord, uh, it gets to the time where we're like, is this it? When we are under demonic oppression mm-hmm. and demonic attack, mm-hmm. we cannot coward down. We cannot submit. We cannot bow. We cannot bend. We cannot break because and- of the threats of the enemy. Because if we do, then our faith mm-hmm. in God is questionable. Right. And that's what had happened here with him. Mm-hmm. He had thought that, you know, I've done all these tremendous things mm-hmm. and now I'm running for my life. Right. The problem with him is that he lost sight mm-hmm. who is the one that is the giver and taker of life. Right. And he was more fearful of what Jezebel's threats were mm-hmm. than he was what would happen to him if he wasn't carrying out the mission that God had placed him on. Mm-hmm. And we get caught up a lot of times mm-hmm. and we forget that we can't do anything unless God ordains it and we think that we're doing it mm-hmm. and we lose sight on the power mm-hmm. is not ours. We don't possess the power, right. but we have access to the power, Amen. but we have to submit ourselves 
to God if we want that power to be given to us because we're not going to use it for a personal reason, for selfish reasons, or for an ulterior motive. We're going to use it to further the work of the kingdom and then the kingdom agenda. And I think he lost sight Mm -hmm. at this particular time. Because his emotions took him over. Absolutely. So we have to be careful where our emotions are. This is for somebody listening today. Amen. Amen. Well, you know what, Pastor? Also, uh, it uh, highlights the importance of proper rest and proper food. Amen. Because the reason why I say that is when we look at verse 5, and I'm in the New mm-hmm, King James mm-hmm, Version, mm-hmm. says, Then as he lay and slept right. under a broom tree, right. suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Now, angels cannot do anything unless God commands them to do it. Right, they're and commissioned I, by God. And out of all the things they could have said, these are the most important things. Arise and eat. Six, then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. Mm-hmm. So he ate and drank and laid down again. Pastor, he still needed to rest. Right, and he needed to be replenished. Definitely. So it's very important that we rest and that we eat, but we have to be cognizant or mindful of what type of food we're putting in our body. Amen. And what type of rest that we're getting. Because this is not a nap, Pastor. This is a really good rest. Read verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So the journey is great, Mm -hmm. but if we take the proper procedure Mm -hmm. if we make sure that number one we need to be spiritually fit we need to be walking with the lord if we get rest Mm -hmm. and then if we are replenished by you know feeding ourselves and like you say we need to make sure we eat and proper well let, let me let me say something to you pastor it's about to blow your hair back you got nice hair too i want you to know that oh thank you y- your mother and father blessed you very well amen so, so god bless thee to that clan uh, he had to go 200 miles pastor amen that's the distance that he had to go 200 miles and he couldn't uber pastor amen he didn't have a camel i don't see anything so he is uh supernaturally endued to be able to make this trip, but the angel is letting him know, you got to rest, you got to eat, and and letting him know, you're not strong enough right now for this journey. A lot of people listening, this might have went over their head when you said supernaturally endued, uh, because that word is a New Testament word, mm-hmm. and, and it comes from the, the Greek word enduo, which means to be wrapped up in power. Mm-hmm. But the the power is divine. This Amen. is not it's not a human Amen. Uh, thing. It's not on a human level. It's on a divine level. Well, it's he, the supernatural. When you say supernaturally, it yeah. explains what that is. That kind of power is divine. He's being visited by an angel, Amen. man of God. Amen. And the angel had to touch him not once but twice. If we have to. Think about the magnitude of that. Right. For him to be touched by an angel not once but twice, that that's something. And the assignment, that. the work, mm-hmm. 
is tremendous. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about ministry that a lot of people don't understand. It takes resources mm-hmm. to do ministry. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have willing servants. That Greek word that you introduced to the listening audience for today mm-hmm. really makes a tremendous statement because you gave the definition, the action of the servant, the deacon, the minister. Well, it has they to... ought to be busy Amen. about God's kingdom work. Well, he can't call you that unless there's some intention behind uh, ab- it. Absolutely. And he's the intention behind it because you're God's. Amen. So you're not that by yourself. Amen. Absolutely. Other than that, it's just the word. But in completing verse 8, it says, So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of the food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the Mount of God. Some people also know that as Mount Sinai. Amen. Now, he's going to the Mount of God. Now, for you uh, who are listening, who uh, study the Bible or familiar with it, uh, you know that on Mount Sinai, that's where Israel entered into its covenant with God. That's when they became a people. Where Moses spoke with God. And that's also where Moses saw the backside of God. Remember God protected him Amen. and put him in the Amen. cleft. So we have to understand that. This also is, received the commandments. There. Right. So this is the, the mount of God. We got to understand this is where That's he's the coming. Base. Right. So he has to have a certain type of strength. You know what <laughs> Amen. I mean? You, Amen. You're coming to commune with God. Yes. So we got to understand that. You it can't just, come half step. This is not any kind of trip. You know what I mean? Right. This is not, you know, listening to uh somebody on YouTube. Hello? Yeah, amen. You know, this is not, you know, uh going and like, "What's up, pastor? How you doing?" Oh, no, 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 no. He is being called. Okay, and the angel told him what he needed to do just to make the journey. Pastor. Amen. Amen. So he's gone 200 miles. It took him 40 days and 40 nights. And now he's here. Can you and, imagine? Right. And without his servant. <laughs> what kind of task? But I'm saying without his servant. Yes. And we know just before that he was ready for God to take him. Right. Matter of fact, he says, I'm no better than my ancestors. My fathers, I'm no better than them. Take me. This is where he was. And now, you know, he has an opportunity. You know, he, 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 he's, he's marching. He's on his way. As you would say, marching orders. Amen. So Amen. verse 9, and there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing, doing. here, That's right. Elijah? This is God speaking, Pastor. God Almighty. El, El Shaddai what is speaking doing? to him. What are you doing El Shaddai here? is speaking to him. God Almighty. Amen? Amen. Amen. And he says, what are you doing here? Now he's on the mountain of God, and he's in a cave, and I'm saying perhaps a cleft like Moses was protected. There's a lot of similarity here Amen. because of the location. Uh, Moses was a prophet. Elijah was a prophet. So 10, now he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. 
For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Listen, Pastor, did you see what he said here? He said they have forsaken your covenant, Mm -hmm. have torn down your altars, and killed your prophets. He said, well, what? The sword. So they were proficient. Watch this. And then he says, I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Oh, he is laying it down. I want to I share this with the listening audience. Okay. In this particular Bible I have with me today, in verse 9 at the end, where it says, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Which he's asking him, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. It's in red. Mm-hmm. Okay, in verse 8, when it talks about Horeb, the Mount of God, mm-hmm. God is Elohim. Okay. The plural. The, in three persons, God the right. Father, God the Son, and God right. the Holy Spirit. Okay. So it makes sense that in verse 9, that last question, mm-hmm. which, what dost thou hear, Elijah, and he's asking, what are you doing here, mm-hmm. is in red. Mm-hmm. That's the Lord speaking. The right. Lord speaking. Right. We're not talking about God the Father. We know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. or Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But this is the Lord, Yeshua. Okay? Oh. That's Praise deep. God. Yes. That's deep. Yes. That's deep. All right. Okay? So people can understand that when there's a confusion about God the Son, we're talking about God the Son before. Mm-hmm. He's born out of Mary and incarnated, wrapped up in flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're talking about God the Son when he was still in spirit form. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we know that he is infinite, mm-hmm. just like God the Father, mm-hmm. from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Amen. And this is the the stuff that need to be taught that's not being taught today in our churches because we don't have folks who are getting formal training. And look, I want to make sure I make this statement that I'm not saying that every pastor needs to be a Bible, uh, you know, college uh, graduate or seminary graduate. But what I am saying is that If they're not, if they haven't had formal training, they ought to have the presence of mind by the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit to have somebody on their staff who is formally trained. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, when you talked about Yeshua, Uh uh, I looked up in Luke chapter 9, and I just want to read a couple of verses about Jesus when he's transfigured on the mountain. Okay. And I am in Luke Chapter 9, I'm going to read verses 28 through 36, and then we need to get back over because we're almost where uh, we need to be in uh, 1 Kings chapter 19 and reading the verses. So I'm in Luke 9, starting at verse 28. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. 29. As he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glistening 30 and behold two men talk with him who were Moses and Elijah 31 who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease 
which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Mm. 32, but Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep, and when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. 33, then it happened, as they were parting from him, that Peter said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? And let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. 34, while he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful as they entered the cloud. 35, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Mm-hmm. 36, when the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone, but they kept quiet and told no one in those days and of the things that had they had seen. The thing is, we have to understand, Moses was gone. He had did what he was supposed to do. Elijah had came. He did what he was supposed to do. Now it was time for Jesus to do what he has he's supposed to do and Moses represents the law and Elijah represents the prophets and when they say you can hang it on the law of the prophets Mm -hmm. and we got to understand in this particular mountain Hermon uh, was the highest uh, in the Jerusalem area and it was over 9,000 feet high I mean it's just fascinating. That's, that's, that's tremendous revelation. When, when we're dealing with this. So we need to get back over to the first Kings, uh, you know, chapter 19. But I just wanted people to see mm-hmm. when God says it, it comes to pass. Amen. Amen. He Amen. already has it worked out. So we have to really understand how proficient he is about his will and his kingdom and his word and his instructions. Amen. So. We're going to go back over to, uh, I believe right now, Pastor, we're in verse 11. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Mm-hmm. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Twelve, and after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. Remember we talked about the whisper? Amen. Amen. But look at this, Pastor. A, a fire had happened, right. an earthquake, and the wind. Right. And the Lord wasn't in any of that. Right. And then it says, after all that, there was a still Small voice. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And and here's how I perceive this whole thing. But I want you to read verse 13 so people can tell how God appeared because there's an action with Elijah. So can you read verse 13? Amen. Amen. So it says, and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out. And stood in the entering end of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What dost thou hear, Elijah? Again, he's saying, What are you doing here? But he knew he was in the presence of the God, not with the big things, with the small things, because he covered his face with the mantle. Amen. 
you know, reverence, respect. But you know what? I, I, I want to make a correlation. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes. I okay. want to make, um, you know, it, it's like, let's just take, for example, what we have witnessed taking place here in our time, in okay. our era. Okay. Okay. There's been some very horrific and catastrophic events that have taken place over the past few years. We've had terrible hurricanes, uh, earthquakes, tornadoes. Now fires. Fires. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's throw in some other things. These mass shootings mm-hmm. and all of that. Do you think by now, some of the naysayers. And coming into the houses of God. Let's, because, see, Elijah's concerned right, yeah. whether they were coming for men like well, him. Yeah. Well, he said they'd already killed the prophets. Right. But think about this. Those who have no faith in, we're talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Those who claim to be atheists. Those who claim to be agnostics or those who believe in the Big Bang Theory or evolution or Darwin's theory, do you think by now they hear that voice, that whisper, when they look at what's happening and many of them are victims or members of their families uh, have, you know, perished in these different traumatic events that have occurred do you think now that people are hearing the small steel voice of god speaking to them i would think that by now somebody ought to be hearing it that's been ignoring the voice of god remember it said over here in the fires in the earthquakes all of that it, that God wasn't in it, wasn't in the wind, wasn't in the earthquake, wasn't in the fire. No. He wasn't in it. No. But then after it occurred, then he whispers. Mm -hmm. You think now people are are beginning to hear the whisper? But you, you have to understand also in verse 13, there was a physical manifestation that Elijah recognized it, not only in the spirit realm, he recognized it, his physical presence, because he did something, and he covered his face with his mantle. Okay, and a prophet's mantle was his outward garment, and that's what people recognized him being a prophet. It was was a part of who he was. You Mm -hmm. know, people could recognize that. So my thing is, what physical manifestation are these people doing to acknowledge that they understand and receive that it is truly God who's speaking. They act out when anybody who doesn't speak the truth says something to them. You know, they're emotional. They want to, uh, you know, uh, rally. They want to do things. They want to act, you know, evil, violent, uh, not getting all information and believing that, you know, somebody told them something that was true. And it's not of a divine source. 
So my thing is, is that, Pastor, when God says, let there be light, there's light. There is actual, he's an intentional God. Right. So if we are truly operating as his servants or one who wants to recognize his divinity, there has to be a physical manifestation to match what spiritually has been spoken into existence. Right. right. So you're talking about his sovereign will, his intentional will, and his permissive will. Right. Yes. So, as I'm saying, I, I have to see that we are created beings. He is our creator. There has to be a connection. And there's and still to, some who's going to turn a deaf ear. Right. And But there has to be a desire. See, uh, Elijah never made the disconnect that he wasn't operating under God's will. He was just afraid at Amen. this particular time. Amen. It never questioned who God was. Right. He says, I'm fearful about my existence right, right now. So call I'm, me home. I'm not sure. And, and call me home to be with who? God. Yes. He wasn't trying to get to some other place. Right. He wanted to be with God. Right. Because, you know, I, I, I'm alone here. That was his whole thing. And we remember Jesus being on the cross when he was taken on sin. And he says, you know, um, you know, why hast thou forsaken me? Because you explained to us that's the first time that they Separate. had been separated. Right. And it was sin that was separating them. Right. So there's some depression on his part there's some sense of i i'm not completed i i, I didn't do or i can't do so uh, and, and, how do I, we, and i need to be with you how do we tie this in with the listener today mm-hmm. that's struggling mm-hmm. that believes they've been called mm-hmm. by god mm-hmm. to carry out kingdom work mm-hmm. And they're in the midst of a tremendous struggle in their life. And they've been challenged by unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And maybe even there's been some offenses by believers. And they are at the point where they're about to throw their hands up. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you asked that. And we're going to see it in the next couple of verses. So if we read verse 14... Uh, he makes the case again Amen. because the question is asked in verse 13. What are you doing here, Elijah? He makes the case again verbatim. Right. right. And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. He doesn't change. I'm next. He doesn't change it. Okay, so you said, how does one do this? Right. Well, we look at verse 14. God heard him, but there's work to do. He's getting his marching orders right now. I heard you. I've shown you who I was. I've spoke to you. Now now it's time to get busy. Now watch what's going to happen here. So if we look at verse 15, it says, Then the Lord said to him, Go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Haziel as king over Syria. Okay, look. So guess what? You got a job to do. You came 200 miles to see me on my mountain. You're going to go back down 200 miles to the north. And you're going to anoint the king. And if Israel, that's what you're going to do. Okay. Then it says 16. Also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshe and king over Israel. Okay. So two kings are being anointed, right? Mm -hmm. The the enemy king, if you will, and the king over Israel, because uh, Jezebel and them are done. Her and her husband are done. It's time for a new king in Israel. Okay. And Elisha, the son of 
Shaphat of Abel Meholah shall anoint as prophet in your place. Guess what? He's being replaced. Right. You see that? Right. So there's reinforcements. Amen. So it's going down. God's will is still going to be done because he was upset about that battle to just happen. Oh, well, Jezebel's upset. So they're about to send people for me. He said, oh, no, I, I got it covered. Amen. It's, it's continue the work, Pastor. That's what we have to do. We have to continue the work. So this is what we have to do because it's God's will that things are going to happen. Either you're going to be a part of God's will or you're going to be a part of God's will. You're going to be a part of God's will. So this is what you got to do. So then he says, okay, what he was really concerned about. When you look at verse 18, he says, yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal and every mouth that has not kissed him yet. That was his whole concern. If you look at verse 14, he laid it out as to what the problem is. He said, I've been zealous. You know, mm-hmm. zealous is not just average work. Right. No. I've been passionate. Right. 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 You know what I mean? Show enough, as you would say. Yeah. And, uh, for the work of, of God. He said the Lord of hosts. So Absolutely. that's not like any other God. That no. is the most high God. Okay. Right. So he says, and, but hey, your children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. Well, guess what? He got a new king over there. Right. So we got that covered, right? Tore down your altars and killed your prophets. Oh no. He said, I got 7,000. Okay. That have not bowed to Baal that were going to do my bidding. And you don't have to worry about that because he said, I alone am left. No, you're not alone. That's right. Last time I checked, that's 7,000. Right. Plus we got a king, right? Plus we got his replacement. You, you, you're not running the show by yourself. Right. So, you know, to me, that sounds like 7,000 and at least two more. Amen. 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 <laughs> Plus him. So we got 7,003 for sure that I'm counting, you know, based on my math. For- so that's, that's it. So God hears you, but he, Took, gave him shelter, right? He fed him. He covered him in the wilderness. He brought him to his mountain so that they would have a, a talk. You know what right, I mean? Right. And let him restate his case. So that's what it is, and, Pastor. And, and get him uh, re-energized. Right. And so then uh, why don't you read verses 19. Uh, we're coming down to it. And uh, read verse 19. So he departed thence. And found Elijah, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Okay, so he, he threw the, the prophet's mantle on him, right? Because right. that's his re- replacing. But did you see he said it was twelve? What did he say that he was doing? Do you see he twelve? Was working. Twelve tribes though, Pastor. Yeah. When well, you see that he said yoke with uh twelve uh a twelve yoke of oxen before him. He was working. Isn't that what we're supposed to do, Pastor? Keep doing what God that's has right. called us to do. That's right. Okay, so and then uh it says in verse twenty and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and mother and then I will follow you. He just wants to say bye to his people mm-hmm. because he's walking into his new assignment. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and then he said to him, go back again for what have I done to you? You know what I mean? Because he's already anointed him. It's not like you can't take the anointing right, back. Right. Once he's been anointed, he's been, he's been chosen. Right. You know, you can't unchoose. This is it, because this is what God has instructed him to do. Amen. And he knew this was his replacement, right? So for the one who's listening out there, 
that's been in a tremendous position of challenge, mm-hmm. and they really have committed to the Lord, and they've been busy about the Father's business mm-hmm. and working in ministry, outreach, and fulfilling their call, mm-hmm. they can know that God has their back. He's going to re-energize them. He's going to give them the support that they need, and they don't have to be concerned about being all alone in it because he's sending some new recruits. Oh, yeah. Just like Elisha was uh, commissioned by Elijah to pick up the mantle when he put it down. We're never doing anything by ourselves, Pastor. That's right. And don't look for God in the real big things because a lot of times you miss it. Because he said right here, he wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He was in a still, small voice. Listen for right, right. but it's confirmation. The whisper of God. It's confirmation, and God kept asking, "What are you doing here?" Right, and He wanted to make sure that God understood that I'm afraid. You know, He He kept saying, "I I got problems here, but I got a resume." Well, since God's omniscient, there's no way He wouldn't understand that. I got he, a testimony. He, knew, he had knowledge of it before He spoke it. Amen. But the thing is, to be honest, because God said, "Come to Him, lay our burdens down," and I appreciate what was going on here. And he got the answer to his statement. He really did. So we appreciate you uh, listening uh, in, in just a whisper, Pastor. Just a whisper. Listen for God's voice. He is there constantly. Stay encouraged. Keep going with your marching orders because you come to work for the kingdom. God Amen. has worked for you, Amen. so continue to work. We love you. God bless you. Have a blessed and happy Thanksgiving. And save the loss at all costs. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3350. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 
833-5852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what. Why don't you blush this